Welcome to Time Out. I'm your host, Jean Jeffries. This is a fun and insightful podcast created to inform, encourage, uplift, and awaken you to be true to yourself as you live happy, healthy, and whole. Welcome. This is Jean Jeffries, and I am honored to have the phenomenal and extraordinary Tisha Guthrie with us today. I am on the edge of my seat and super excited about our conversation, focusing on radical self-care. Let me say a little bit about our guest today. Tisha is a licensed social worker, fitness and wellness professional, group fitness instructor, personal trainer, behavioral change coach, weight management specialist, diabetes prevention behavior coach. And guess what? Tisha is a two-time recipient of organ transplants. I am honored and blessed to have known Tisha for many years, and I can't even find the words to describe her. Amazing, phenomenal, unbelievable, None of those words adequately describe her. So here we go. Hello, Tisha. How are you today, my sister? Oh, Jean, it is such, such a pleasure to hear your beautiful voice, to feel your awesome energy. You are just such a blessing to us. Such, such a blessing. It is so good to be in this space right now. Oh my goodness. I am just so grateful. Thank you so much for taking time to share with us today. This is a pleasure. Uh, Yes, I know so many are going to be blessed. So let's start. We're going to dive right in as I just like to do. Just get right on into it and just, you know, how about telling us just a little bit more about yourself? Yes, well, like you said, um, I am a, a licensed social worker. I graduated from the University of Maryland. Um, School of Social Work in 2011, and um, from there, I went ahead and I got my license in 2012. I took a little break and did some studying. Um, In the meantime, I still, even through graduate school, I was still working as a fitness professional and trying to maintain my sanity and my health, (laughs) you know. All right. Um, You can't let those things fall by the wayside. And... um, you know, I've just been in, involved in a lot of different endeavors, <clears throat> excuse me, around social justice and um, really putting my, the, the code of ethics of social work to, to work. You know, one of our main tenets as social workers is to work for the most vulnerable and at-risk populations and to ensure that they are adequately and uh, optimally represented as marginalized individuals, making sure that their needs and their, um, their rights are definitely represented and optimized. So that is something I, I can say at this point in my life, I am devoting myself to. Um, and, you know, I, I, sometimes you, you get discouraged, but you keep your eyes on, on the prize and you keep fortified through the Lord Jesus Christ. And, um, you know, you just, you just keep it moving. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. That's just a little taste. <laughs> <laughs> 
And believe me, just a little taste because you are just amazing with all of the things that you do and what you're involved in. And today we just wanted to really hone in and focus on this radical self-care. I have watched you, I mean, for many, many years and how you have been uh, committed, how you have been focused and how you have really been dedicated to not only self-care for yourself, but helping others to maintain a level of self-care. And that brings us to really talk about your diagnosis, when you were diagnosed with uh, diabetes and how your wellness journey has just been amazing and how you have uh, successfully been able to maintain a level of health and wellness, even with your diagnosis. So tell us a little bit about when you were diagnosed and how that's, um, how that's impacted your life. Yes. So I was diagnosed um, as a child with type 1 diabetes and uh, just a little bit of information about the difference between type one and type two diabetes. At this point, about five to 10% of the, those who are diagnosed with any type of diabetes, about five to 10% have type one. Type one diabetes is an autoimmune disease and really indicates that your pancreas does not make any insulin. So it requires, it is required that you have either um, that you take insulin injections, you take, um, use an insulin pump, or some people qualify for a pancreas transplant. So it's, you know, it's complicated and there are various levels of treatment. For me, I was diagnosed young. I went through some severe highs and lows in my management as, you know, a lot of people do in life. You know, Mm -hmm. this journey is definitely not myopic. It is definitely um, something that is layered and we find our way through the best way we can. Especially in our community, we we really don't understand the difference between type 1 and type 2. Type 2 diabetes is really, um, and a lot of us, this is not an indication of judgment or a one-upping. It's just the truth. Type 2 diabetes is a condition or illness of a lifestyle. Okay. It's a condition of, um, that can be change through behavior modification. You know, we really need to grapple with that and we need to understand and be honest about that. You know, we've been sold a a bill of goods by this society, by this medical industry, by this pharmaceutical industry that we need medication and we need some kind of medical intervention to treat type 2 diabetes and for some people that may they really may may need to to be part of the treatments in the short term but the reality is that we have onus over our own health and we have to take agency in how we want to live And that being the case, you know, sometimes we have to be a little unconventional. 
Okay. And we have to look outside of those people who are within an industry that perpetuates illness because that's where they make their money. It, again, it, this is not a judgment. Truth, tr there is no judgment in truth. Truth is what it is. Okay. You can take it, you can digest it however you want to. But the truth is that an industry that makes its money on pushing pills what do you think they want to do? They want to continue to push pills and they want to continue to, um, they, they want people to stay within their realm as long as possible. So, I mean, you know, if, if I can convince you that you need this to live, then I've done my job. Okay. But we need to dig a little bit deeper and um, it's, it's, not, it's not always easy when those who we who we trust and those who are supposed to be quote unquote first doing no harm are telling us something that is really not true so okay. as you well know a lot of times we have to seek unconventional means to really optimally to optimize our health and our wellness okay okay yeah okay and and the, and the way that you have looked at your own wellness journey. I know it's been uh, an individualized journey where you have customized your health and wellness regimens, if you will, for yourself and things that have worked for you. Share a little bit about what you have been doing since you have been diagnosed and what, what life has been looking like for you since then. Right. So just let me disclose, like you said before, I've ha I have had two transplants plants. And I, I want to be honest and candid that because I think this will ring true for a lot of people, hopefully who are listening. You know, my journey has been bumpy. Okay. You know, I am not perfect. I am far from that. Um, I have really, I've had to find my way through trials and tribulations and I've had to learn some lessons the hard way. You okay. Know, um, uh -huh. You know, a lot of us do. Right, but right. I'll, yeah, but I'll just say, um, you know, I I had a, a kidney transplant and a pancreas transplant. So at this point, you know, the transplantation, again, is a treatment for illness. You still have to uh, be compliant with your medications and, you know, do the very best that you can with your your behaviors. Okay. So that, that leads me into, you know, what I do to try and, you know, do my best <laughs> to maintain these blessings right, that right. have been bestowed upon me. I mean, my my dad gave me a kidney. Awesome. Yes. Um, February of 2006. Okay. And September of that same year. So I'm actually about to celebrate my 14-year anniversary of my, my kidney transplant. Congratulations. Um, yes. Thank you. So... Um, so 14 years ago, I received a, a pancreas. So that, that basically treated the, the type one diabetes. So I'm no longer on insulin. You know, I, I do my best to eat a, a whole diet. Okay. That, you know, I eat real food, you know, I actually read labels and if there is something in, uh, 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 an item that 
does not look like it's actually food. Like if, if it has multiple syllables that don't look like they actually came from the ground or from the tree or something, right. I, I'm pretty much not going to eat it. You know, that's just, you know, it, it costs a little more. It takes a little bit more um, time when you're in the market, but okay. it's well worth it. Right. It's well worth it. So I, I actually eat, I go back and, and forth between eating a vegan diet and eating a vegetarian diet. Okay, okay. Um, you know, sometimes I, I may get a hankering for, um, you know, a Greek yogurt, and I'll, you know, I'll say, okay, well, you know, you have to, you have to consider the give and take. And sometimes, you know, it's just like, look, you, your body's craving it. Go ahead and and, and do it. Oh, um, but um, you know, I like I said, I I pretty much eat real food. I do my best to drink real beverages like water and <laughs> you know like right now I'm, this week i'm doing apple and cucumber infused water okay like i said I, I was talking about that earlier this week on my facebook live because that's what i have you know okay um, they've been doing the produce giveaways and for the, some reason they they always have lots of apples and cucumbers oh like, okay you know, i need to use these apples right i'm not gonna let them go to waste <laughs> You know, so I just chopped them up and put them in my little, um, I have a five-gallon water dispenser. Okay. And, you know, the, slice the cucumbers, put it in the fridge, and it's delicious, you know? Wow, yes. Easy, easy. Sounds refreshing, right? It is, it is. <laughs> so, um, you know, so I, I really do try and be, I'm very conscientious about what I put in my body. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like I said, because I have to take these medications, and the medications... Okay have all kinds of side effects. They are, they're toxic, but okay. I have to take them for the rest of my life because they, they prevent my body from rejecting these, these foreign organs that are in, in, you know, that have been implanted. Okay. Uh-huh. So it's, it's a, it's a, you know, it's, it's a necessary evil. Okay. Okay. So okay. I try to offset it by eating well. And as you know, I'm an avid exerciser. Yes, ma'am. Yes, I know. <laughs> so you know, I um, I do something every day. I do something every amazing. Day. Whether yeah. it whether it be you know, sometimes I just do a, a fifteen minute workout. You know, uh -huh. it, it, and that may just consist of all body weight exercises. Like I may do thirty seconds of push ups, followed by twenty seconds of rest, and then I may do thirty seconds of squats. And then I go right into um, an abdominal exercise, and I may repeat that five times. Okay. And then I may go ahead and stretch, and that may be my workout for the day. You know, but I do something every day. Okay. Other days, it may be more intense. You know, I may do a, a live class where, you know, I have to push myself because I'm not going to be a punk on live, you know? <laughs> You know, my thighs could be burning, but they would never know. They'll never know. Never know. I'm standing there smiling, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, why did I agree to do this today? I'm tired. Right, right, right. But, you know, you just push through, and you give, you give thanks for the capacity to do it. I mean, and you know, Gene, you yeah. know. Yes. There have been times in my life when I wasn't able to exercise. Yes, right. You know, yeah. or if I if if 
if I was exercising, it was in a very limited capacity because I was in a boot or, you know, I was literally in a, um, in a cast. It was not weight bearing or, you know, I just had surgery and I could only go for a walk or whatever. Right. Right. So I do not take for granted that God wakens me every day and I can see Mm-hmm. I can smell. Wow. I can put both feet on the ground and get yes. up under my own strength. That is not to be taken for granted. I mean, it I, because there have been too many times I couldn't. Right, right. Too right. many times I couldn't. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for anyone listening and you've never been in that space where those those basic senses and capabilities have been snatched away from you. You don't, you don't have to be in that position to, to acknowledge the blessing, you know, right. learn from somebody who's been in that position right. and, you know, just when, whenever you give, just give thanks for the, for the small blessings, for wow. the small blessings, you know, mm. and, and optimize every day because you never know, you never, it, it could, it doesn't have to be a chronic illness. It can just be walking across the street and all of a sudden, you know, someone decides to speed through the, the, the red light. Right. Your mm-hmm. life has changed. So one thing I can definitely say, you know, on my my wellness and health journey is that I really do value um, every bit of health that I have. Oh, wonderful. May not, may not be optimal, but, you know, I can, I can, I can contribute to improve my health and right. just do the best that I can. My best is all my body wants. Doesn't want to look like anybody else. My body doesn't want to do more push-ups than the person next to me. My body just wants to be its best. And that's what everyone's body wants. Everyone's body just wants to be its best. And you know, don't never never compare yourself to anyone else because it's it's you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's inconsequential. Wow. Thank you so much for that, uh, Tisha. Yeah. You know, like I say, I've been watching you for a long time and um, have even been in some of your classes and we've shared a lot of, a lot of different things mm-hmm. um, at various different times. But your story, you, you just are living and walking testimony of what God is able to do. And, you know, self-care has been... Uh, a part of your journey for for as long as I've known you. And it's not something that you just talk about, but you totally live it out. And my question to you is, how has COVID impacted your lifestyle at this point? It's it's really been something. I mean, it really has. um, I was talking about this the other day with a good friend of mine, and we we get on this path of constant movement and busyness. And even as someone who understands the benefits of, um, you know, self-care and taking time for stillness, I have to say that, you know, I was also, I also drank the Kool-Aid and, was constantly busy. And um, I just started reading a book that I had in my library for quite a while. 
and it's part of the part of the title is called is moments with the savior and it i had to stop for a minute because in the introduction this book was written in the 1990s in the introduction the author says you know he first he's talking about how you know we we're in a we live in society where we're pushed to constantly go 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 and what is really important which is our relationship with god gets put on the back burner mm. and then the next paragraph he starts by saying you know there is there is not going to be any miracle where our society comes to a screeching halt and you have a chance to just be still and i Gene, <laughs> I sat back and I said, won't God do it? Oh, God. Don't tell God what, what can't happen because right. that's exactly what has happened. That's exactly right. That's exactly what's happened. And so as I was reading that, I had to sit back and kind of reevaluate what is it that I'm doing right now during this pandemic? Am I maximizing this time where we're being forced to be still? Or am I making, a, am I giving myself reasons to try and just stay busy as usual? Uh, and it's been a mixture of both. It really has been. It's been a mixture okay. of both. You know, I, I live by myself. So, you know, it, there has been... There have been some challenges with the silence. Okay. And um, trying not to fall into a space of loneliness. Okay. Which I think a lot of people who, especially a lot of single people can, um, <clears throat> can relate to. But then I also have learned to appreciate or am learning to appreciate the moments of stillness where I do have the opportunity to just sit and be with the silence. Okay. You know, and sometimes it can be uncomfortable, but discomfort is the first step of growth. You know, being uncomfortable in a process is is necessary for growth. I mean, even if you just apply that to the physical side, you know. Okay. You know, when you first start exercising, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> I've never heard anybody say, you know, when they start lifting weights or doing push-ups, oh, that felt great. I can't wait to do 10 more. Like, oh my right. God, Ooh, that burned. You know, but then you start to actually getting acclimated to the exercise and right. you start seeing results. And it's not as painful it's still a little uncomfortable and it's the same thing when we start when we start investing in our spiritual well-being okay uh -huh. you know it may be a little uncomfortable but you start to see how god is working right so you know as far as as far as um how covid has impacted has affected me so i would say that's definitely been one area where I've, I've really felt challenged. Okay. You know, just 
being more comfortable with being still. Okay. And, um, you know, I'm sure you can appreciate that. Also, you know, being someone with pre-existing medical conditions, you know, I really, in the beginning, I really went through some anxiety. Okay. All right. You know, not just being kind of isolated, insulated, but trying to project forward. So, you know, what is this going to look like two months, three months, six months down the line? You know, because I am definitely vulnerable. My immune, I'm immunocompromised, um, because of the immunosuppressants, um, you know, I really do have to be even more mindful than the average person of my exposure. So I've, I've dealt with some anxiety and, you know, I've managed to work through that and to just be okay with doing, again, doing my best, adhering to the suggestions and recommendations of the public health experts. Okay. Um, maintaining a very small social circle and just letting people know, look, if you're going to choose to be reckless, I love you and I'm going to choose to, you know, maintain my distance for now. Okay. Okay. And you know, that's, that's the best I can do. Right. Right. Take a charge. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And like you, when you mentioned the word or the term radical self-care, you know, it, it really does expand to all different facets of facets of our life. Right. You know, um, radical self-care shows up in how you choose to eat, how you choose to, or whom you choose to allow in your social circles. Mm -hmm. You know, it shows up in how you choose to prioritize your sleep. It, it shows up in, you know, how you choose to, to prioritize exercise. It, it shows up in, you know, in, in so many different ways. You know, radical self-care is not about going to get your feet pedicured or your hair, your, 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 your hands manicured. That's, that is not radical. Uh-huh. It's a part of self-care. Why? What does radical self-care mean? You know, it means pushing against those people who, who are naysayers. Right. It's, it is amazing how often people, even people who care for me, may ask, you, you, you still exercising? Didn't you exercise yesterday? Or, you know, and I'm, <laughs> I'm like, you know, this thing is about longevity. Right. You know, and I know what my body needs. I know what my spirit needs. You know, I know that if I don't exercise, my mood is a hot mess. Just to keep, <laughs> keep it simple, a hot keep mess. Keep it simple. <laughs> you know, I can't stand myself. Right, 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 right. I can relate. <laughs> you know, so sometimes radical self-care means pushing back against those who may mean you well, but really don't understand your journey. Right, right, right. You know, and it's okay. Absolutely. It's all right. It's all right. You know, sometimes we have to, we also have to do housekeeping when it comes to the people we have in our space. 
Yes, ma'am. You know, radical self-care means taking inventory when it comes to friendships and relationships. Are you getting reciprocity ah, in your friendships? Come on now. And relationships. <laughs> you know, I have a very good friend. She's a beautiful person. And she's doing that right now. You know, she's taking inventory because she's a giver. Okay. She is a giver. And she's noticing that there are some people around her who are just, um, who are energy vampires. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and um, she's, she's really starting to claim her worth. Okay. And understand that she is worthy of reciprocity. Okay. And, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, it's time for me to cut you loose. That's also radical self-care. Mm-hmm. It really right. is. Yeah. yeah. It really is. You know? Yeah. Got to step up and take charge of yourself and not oh, just definitely. point fingers to others or, you mm. know, expect others to take care of you and mm. your needs or even to know your needs. Because nobody, I mean, we're not mind readers. Um, but <sighs> if you know yes. yourself and if you love yourself enough, um, then you'll take care of yourself better. Uh, and I always say, you know, when we take care of ourselves, everybody benefits. Everybody benefits. So, you said it. You yes. Said it. So this, yeah. this is, this is. I mean, we. I know we can talk about this for hours on end, <laughs> hours on end. And of course, I know that we are going to have you back because you just, uh, you just do so much, um, not only for yourself but so, so many others. You just pour out, pour out, pour out. But I can appreciate the fact that. You really, really are serious about what you do. Uh, you're committed to the things that you are uh, connected to. And you are uh, just a phenomenal uh, woman of faith, woman of courage. And I know that there are a lot of people, and especially women, uh, that really look up to you and can appreciate your wellness journey. Because you not only you not only say what you want to do or what you're going to do, you do it. And whether it's by yourself or whether it's with a hundred more people, it, it doesn't matter to Tisha. She's gonna she's committed to what she says. She's gonna do it. I love that about you. So what what would you what would you say to someone today who is struggling? I mean, really struggling with diabetes and you know what they can do, kind of take charge of their their own self. What would you say to encourage them? The first thing I would say is like we all do, well, not all, but I would say pray on it, you know, get mm -hmm. down on your knees because, you know, sometimes we, sometimes we are afraid to cry out. Okay. Sometimes we are afraid to cry out because sometimes we're afraid of the answer we might get. Okay. You know, mm -hmm. so I would first say pray on it. Okay. And then sec the next step you could make, I mean, most of us have a device we have some some connection to the internet. Go on the internet and you can even just, sometimes YouTube can really be a good friend. And I say that because oftentimes the first thing we need to know as just human beings, of course we are, we are spirits and we're connected with the almighty. Sometimes we also need to know that there's someone walking this, this earth who's going through something very similar. Okay, uh-huh. So <clears throat> I guarantee if you go on YouTube, there's someone who's posted a video talking about the same thing you're going through. Okay. And once you kind of feel a little fortified, 
<laughs> you know, start doing, start doing some reading and some research. There is, if you're in Baltimore, um, we have Diabetes Center. We have two, actually. We have one at University of Maryland Medical Center, and we also have one at Johns Hopkins Hospital. And there, there are others. There's one at Sinai. You know, there are um, groups at, I think, Good Samaritan Hospital. But um, if, you, if you are finding it difficult to manage, you know, to, to do the self-management, that is really, really um, being promoted now with diabetes management. Reach out, reach out, try and get in, in, in contact with an endocrinologist. And there, there are various resources online. Again, I would start with either the University of Maryland Medical System or with Johns Hopkins and then go from there. Okay. Because if, even if you, Honestly, even if you don't want to be associated with those institutions, they will, they'll be able to refer you to maybe community-based organizations or um, resources. Okay. Sometimes community-based can be, you know, more accessible to some people and you may, you may feel more comfortable in okay. that, you know, in that kind of um, atmosphere. But the first thing I would suggest, or the second thing I would suggest is really try and get connected with some individuals who are going through the same, um, who, are, who have had the same diagnoses. And um, what you will find in those spaces is people who are newly diagnosed. Um, you'll find people who maybe have been diagnosed for years and have had some bumps in the road, but have worked through them. So they can give you some, some insight into, you know, the, the long, the long view. Okay. Of, you know, what to expect. And then you'll, you'll also have some, have perspective from the medical, um, the medical side of it, you know, because those groups tend to be facilitated by not only behavioral health expert, but also by a medical expert, a medical, okay. uh, a healthcare practitioner. Right. So okay. you, you have that peer influence. You also will get some insight into how to address what, whatever your issues are. So for some people, it may be, you know, I, I know I need to start eating better, but I don't really know how to start that, that change. You know, okay. because I've been doing this for so long. I don't know how to start changing my behavior, my patterns. For other people, it may just be, you know, my doctor's telling me I need to eat more vegetables. But, I, you know, I can't afford vegetables. And where am I going to get them? You okay. know, uh -huh. I, I only have corner stores in my neighborhood. I don't, you know, the, the closest grocery store is five miles away and I don't drive. Right. You know, really, it just being in those, kind, those type of spaces gives you... Um, gives you different perspectives it makes it gains you access to different resources that you may not know are available and just really gives your your spirit a boost to, to just know that you're not alone it's not a journey you have to take by yourself and you're not the first person to go through this right you know there are people who can help guide you and hold your hand through the process
Wow, that's wonderful and so, so important. Thank you so much, Tisha. Thank you for sharing. Um, you have truly, truly been a blessing. I just know that someone listening to this is going to be encouraged and uh, be able to pick up and move on from here. So thank you again. Mm -hmm. I know that you also do some exercise classes online. If anyone has any additional questions or would like to connect with you, how, how would they go about doing that? Oh, most definitely. So um, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, um, all those, you know, <laughs> all those platforms. And you can, if you want to contact me on Facebook, it's Tisha Guthrie, you know, just my name, Tisha Guthrie. Instagram, yeah, it's so funny. I don't even know what my name is on Instagram. They'll find you, huh? <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous. I think Twitter, Twitter is Tisha Guthrie. MSW. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But yeah, just you know, reach out to me. You can email me at zigtgut at gmail.com. You know, but I'm always available. Um, I try and get back to people in a timely manner. And I, I'm always open to help people where they are. You know, just yes. reach out and yes. um, you know, we can partner. It's a partnership. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, Tisha, I appreciate you. And I know there's so many others who certainly appreciate you. And I want to thank you again for your time. And I've just had just an awakening today. Um, oh, just okay. so much and poured out. Let me, let me say to everyone that we appreciate you. I mean, you are a light. I remember one day, I think I was coming from Sunsplash. The little uh, holes, the whole, the natural food market right. in Pikeville. And you saw me, you're like, do you need a ride somewhere? <laughs> and it was cold too. And Jean got me in her car. And before I got out of the car, she prayed over me. And I, that was the beginning of it for me. I was like, I love her. <laughs> I, I mean, I was like, this woman can pray. You know, I mean... But you have definitely been a blessing to so many people. I mean, from just your your spiritual journey, um, the light that emanates from you to the the therapeutic and um, the hands-on love that you share oh. with people, you know, and just you know, just showing us how you have transitioned and transformed, and you know, taken this and control over your happiness oh you know it's just it's been wonderful to see your process it really has i mean and i'm telling you everyone i wish you could see her oh. skin right now you just look like a little a little a little cherub you know oh just, my goodness just glowing you know Mm, mm, mm. Well, I wasn't expecting all of that, but <laughs> oh my goodness, but thank you, Tisha. I, I certainly, certainly appreciate you. Yes. We, have, we have a sister love that's, that's just Most phenomenal. Definitely. And, yes. you know, when God made that connection, you know, I always say he puts people in your life for a reason. Yes. You know, and yes. I just thank him each and every day. You just are just mm. sunshine and joy to us all. Mm. So thanks again. I do look forward to um, having another chat with you because, um, yes. wow, all of the other things that you're involved in. I really want to talk about that too, but I thank Definitely. you. 
I appreciate you. You continue to be encouraged. Stay well. So there you have it, everyone. Before you make any major changes or adjustments to your diet or your lifestyle, it's always recommended that you seek advice from your medical professional. These talks are for informational purposes only and in no way can serve as a diagnosis or treatment for your individual needs. And thank you for joining us. I'm Jean Jeffries, and you've been listening to the Time Out Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Take a moment and go to the Apple Podcast to subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you for listening. Remember, keep smiling. The transition begins with you.